You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. On tonight's episode, we're going to be tackling another interesting topic in a time where sports in general, but basketball has ceased to exist during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you listen to our previous episode of Inside the Jungle, we broke down a preview of what was going to be happening this summer, the basketball tournament. You heard me right. It is called simply the basketball tournament and Auburn's connection to it through the team known as War Tampa. They have assembled a group of Auburn uh, former basketball players together to participate in that. And we were all really excited about it, but just as quickly as it got going, it ended. So we're going to break down the single game that they got to play in, in the tournament, since it was single elimination, uh, give our impressions of just watching the overall tournament experience and maybe look towards the future a little bit. So in, to do that, I'm going to bring in a friend and a former member of one of our podcasts, Mr. Chandler Fullman Chandler. Welcome back to the podcast network. Well, thank you, Kyle. Um, I've been, I've been missing hearing myself talk. Um, <laughs> of course, you have. You know how you know how I love to hear my voice. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I, I would imagine that you stand in front of a mirror every single night, just listening to your soothing baritone voice and uh, uh, expounding twice, upon things. Tw- twice a night. Twice a night. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that I <laughs> took one of those times away from you. <laughs> But here you are, and you're back. We tried to get rid of you, and you found a way back into this. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got to try harder to get rid of me. That, that is true. For those that may be new to the network, Chandler uh, used to be on uh, Hitchcock Hecklers, our Auburn baseball show with Clint Richardson. Uh, now Justin Hoster's taking that over. And unfortunately for Justin, uh, you know, baseball season basically ceased to exist right at the very beginning of it. So he kind of got like the first his first season doing that show he got like two games in and that was about it. But uh, he was probably like, whew, I was doing it all by myself. That, that was a good way to kind of get my feet wet this season. But regardless, that's where Chandler's from. That's how we have this history here on the network. And it was good to have him talk tonight about this. Now, Chandler, before we get into the actual game, War Tampa, all that stuff, I, you know, you love to talk. You also love to put your foot in your mouth. And I cannot let this go without an opportunity of you, uh, you called your shot against the, uh, I always trip over this word, Illini team, or the House of Pain that War Tampa played tonight. Uh, you put a little call out to them, and boy, they came back and fired back at you after uh, War Tampa got their butts handed to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know me. I mean, I haven't gotten to, like, uh, smack, smack talk or uh, talk smash in, like, four months. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I've got to make the most of my first opportunity to do so. So, you know, I fired out a tweet saying, hey, Illini, TBT, uh, you're going to get a beatdown from War Tampa. 
I mean, I have I had no clue who was on the Illini team other than Mike Dom, who didn't even go to Illinois. He was went to South Dakota State, so I don't even know why he was on the team. But um, I fully expected um, if War Tampa lost for them to fire back, and and they sure have. And I mean, I've got to tip my cap to them. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's a shame when when your star player didn't even go to Illinois from the the house of house of uh, what is it house of pain yes from Sh- champaign illinois and your star player didn't even go to illinois but that's beside the point it, it is. so would you say that war tampa the team that auburn has attached themselves to uh, vicariously because of the the uh, three different players and potentially what would have been four on them uh do you uh you know do you like that concept of, of having the players come in from a certain school a certain region do you like that yeah, I mean, I do. I like the the idea behind it, and um, I, I do think that War Tampa was. I mean, not primarily Auburn players. I wish they had more, um, but it did. Over fifty percent of the scoring tonight did come from Auburn yep. players. I mean, although that was not much of the scoring because they only scored fifty three points, twenty seven of those points came from Auburn players, with thirteen coming from Deshaun Murray eight coming from Bryce Brown and six from Horace Spencer. Um, I mean, it was good to see those guys back out there um, and um, on the basketball court playing together. Yes, it definitely was. Uh, And I'm happy to say at the end of this thing that Auburn definitely showed out as a group, Uh, maybe some a little bit better as individuals, that being Deshaun Murray, which we'll touch on a little bit more in a second. But I'm happy that because we made such a big deal about this of Auburn attaching itself to war Tampa in the basketball tournament um, that they did show out in that format. So it was, it was nice to see that. And um, you know, why don't we do this? Just kind of break it down for those folks, maybe listening to this uh, for the first time, didn't listen to the previous show. Uh, This is a single elimination tournament with 24 teams playing for a uh, million dollar prize that they'll split amongst themselves at the end of it. Uh, so basically, you win or you go home, and sadly, War Tampa. <laughs> as much as the hype got going, they are they're heading on home, man. Uh, and they had, were matched up against a team that was uh, centered around Illinois players, the University of Illinois players, uh, the House of Pain. They do uh, end up getting the win over War Tampa by the score of seventy six to fifty three. A very frustrating offensive game, and, and Auburn fans, Chandler know something about offense and when we score less than 60 that's I'm surprised with the way that Auburn Twitter contained themselves tonight it was it was very encouraging I thought yes um and I I had to um I I typed some tweets out and then deleted them (laughs) um, quite a few times um just trying to keep my mouth shut um but yes it was very frustrating um and I I mean I just think that the um, the coaching staff could have done a way better job um, with and fit it way, fit the war Tampa offense way more around a fast-paced tempo, um, but we did not see that at all tonight. Um, yes, I have to give a lot of credit to the Illinois team um, for totally uh, covering up Bryce Brown and Fletcher McGee, the two shooters on the team, but 
I would have liked to see some fast-paced offense, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I even saw someone tweet out that if Bruce Pearl were actually able to watch this because according to the announcers that he was on a lake with no internet service. So I find that hard to believe that he didn't have access to this game. Uh, maybe not phone service. Uh, but overall, I, 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 I bet you he found a way to watch this and was probably very frustrated with the pace of the game. Now, let's, let's say this, though, Chandler. This is a very unique circumstance here where you're trying to put together a team that has very little time to practice to build chemistry. And in a way, they, this particular team re kind of restructured itself, rebranded itself around the Auburn aspect in a very short amount of time, which in terms of marketing and stuff like that, played very much in their favor i mean they got the biggest amount of fan support that and as i've always preached and told if you want to do well as a professional or semi-pro team draft hire uh you know sign a auburn athlete and we will just follow them to the ends of the earth and it proved true here so i am proud as an auburn family member to see the support that we lent there i just wish that what we the product we were given was something a little bit more to be excited about at the end of this thing um but it's a lot to pull together in a short amount of time and so you gotta you gotta give them a little bit of leeway i think chandler that um this is a tall task to do in such a short amount of time yes i I agree, and um, I mean, it was especially tough, you know, um, with all this uh, COVID coronavirus um, mess going around, trying to figure out which players would be eligible, which players are going to not be able to play. Um, I thought um, it was a well-designed roster and um, a good job, but um, I I would wish to see more Auburn players um, on the roster next year um and I mean guys like uh Javon McCormick could play we all I mean that war Tampa team needed a point guard terribly bad tonight um they could have used Javon or uh a big man like Austin Wiley or Daniel Purifoy or um even Mustafa Heron who was only at Auburn one year but so was Deshaun Murray right um so I mean just any of those guys if they could fit that aren't on an NBA roster next year that could um, maybe they could fit in and um, work into the roster um, next year. That would be wonderful. Chandler, I would agree with you. There are a lot of potential for who could be a part of this team next year. And I want to say this, that the players that we did have on this team alongside the Auburn athletes, um, there were some good caliber players there. Justin Gray from Texas Tech, a Fletcher McGee of Wofford, who had a very great opening two rounds, uh, in the NCAA tournament in 2019. And we were all very excited when we saw him part of it. But that talent that was assembled around the Auburn players just didn't show up. As you said, over 50% of the points tonight were scored by Auburn players. So there was a lot more support that was needed. And maybe some of those solutions would be bringing in some other Auburn athletes, which we can touch on a little bit more at the end of this, because I'd like to hear who exactly you might want to have as part of this team. Uh, but let's talk about the ones, the ones that were here. Um, let's start with Bryce Brown right at the top. That's the big name. Everybody was excited to see that they were going to be able to see Bryce Brown shooting way downtown again. And boy, did he like start right off of the bat there. He goes and just straight to the three point arc and knocks a three to start off the game. So you had to be excited when you saw him do that. Yes. Uh, very excited. Um, after that, he didn't do so much. Um, it may have been his only three. Um, he hit all game. He may have hit one more. I'm not sure. Um, but between him and Fletcher McGee, 
Um, I hope everybody knows and realizes um, Fletcher McGee is the all-time leading three-point uh, shoot three-point makes record holder. Um, he he has made the most three-pointers out of any NCAA basketball player ever. So um, seeing him and his performance shooting the basketball tonight was quite the disappointment. It was very disappointing, and that's there was a lot of hype around that combo right there. But I think that's what people missed, and you've already mentioned it here, is, yeah, there were great shooters here, but they were really lacking in the point guard, especially in that starting lineup. I mean, I – I don't see either of those two as a true point guard. And you saw them trading that role a little bit throughout the night tonight. Um, maybe more Bryce Brown taking over that area. And that kind of just didn't set him up well to take some good shots. And, and they covered him up very well. But Bryce got eight points on the night. Uh, he was two for uh, 10 from the field. And he was one for six from three-point land. Uh, he was, however, 100% on his free throws, so you have to uh, be very encouraged by that. From a team this past year on the Auburn basketball team that was struggling with free throws, clearly we needed Bryce Brown to be back on the team. That's the Kyle I've missed. Kyle the optimist. <laughs> I've Look, missed that, Kyle Loomis. I am an optimist, but not when it comes to free throws. I will – I will. <laughs> Mm, you know, I they were it had pulling my hair out tonight with some of the players not making their free throws, even some of the Auburn players. But Bryce Brown, I have no gripes with you. Um, but I wish we had more highlights to talk about from Bryce Brown. Uh, but there's not really that many highlights to talk about other than that the way he kind of opened up the game. But it was great to see him performing again out on the court. Let's talk about the one that had the best night out of the Auburn Tigers, and that is Deshaun. Murray. Now Deshaun left us to move on to Western Kentucky for a year before he graduated. So he's kind of one of those weird situations like Mustafa Heron, uh, where he played at Auburn, but he moved on to something else. But we still have a lot of fond feelings towards him because Deshaun at six foot four does not play like a six foot four small forward. He plays like a, I think I wrote on Twitter, a seven foot 20 center because the guy has a motor that doesn't stop. He doesn't care how big you are. He will battle it out down in the paint for you, draw fouls, and block your shots as well. So, I, Chandler, I don't know how you feel felt about Murray's performance tonight, but I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, I, I greatly miss that Deshaun Murray um, being on Auburn's basketball team. I mean, for a guy that's only 6'4", I mean, Deshaun Murray is just a workhorse. There's no other way to put it. He just gets under the basket and goes to work, um, getting rebounds, fighting for the loose balls. Um, I, I just – I really love the way Deshaun Murray uh, plays the game of basketball. Yeah, it's very admirable, and it's one of those type of players that really endears itself, not just towards the fans, but towards his teammates as well. And I got to think, Chandler, that, you know, we all were hoping for all the Auburn players to be on the starting uh, starting five there, and we only saw Horace and Bryce Brown make it on that. Deshaun had something to say tonight, I think, about that. As the leading scorer with 13 points, four for seven from the field, I think he was trying to send a message to his coach and the rest of the staff there. He's like, hey, maybe you should have started me. Because I, I, I don't know, honestly, Chandler, that it would have made much a difference by putting him in the starting role because, frankly, they needed somebody to come in and kind of give them a kickstart, and he certainly did that. Yeah. Um... I I was um, I was really impressed with the the power forward that they did start tonight. I believe it was Shahid Davis, um, number two. Um, I believe he was the starting power forward. 
and he was he was pretty impressive. Um, I, I was reading up on him, a uh, three-year player at University of Central Florida, um, and he made he made a three or two and um, fought under the basket some. Um, but I would have loved to see Deshaun play um, and get his um, get his starting position. Um, that would have been fun to see all three Auburn players start. Hey, Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. Now, I got to disagree with you a little bit on this because I thought, and again, I, I say any criticism with the fact that I'm not on that court and everyone who is out there is way better than me and deserves to be there. But I thought one of the biggest detriments to this team was Shahid Davis, at least tonight. I could, I could also make a case for Fletcher McGee not having his shot on tonight. But Shahid, I felt like, got the ball way too much and kept it way too much instead of giving it up and caused a lot of turnovers and things like that. I think he only has two uh, attributed to him tonight, but I just felt like there were a lot of situations where he took some shots that he necessarily didn't need to take. And I thought that's where a guy like Deshaun Murray might've filled that role a little bit better because Deshaun is someone who knows his role. He shuts his hole and knows his role or whatever way you want to say that. So yeah, I, he, he's probably a great talent. I agree with you there. I just felt like he was one of the weaker parts of the team and Deshaun should have started in his place. Yeah. And I certainly think you have um, a point there and um, I, I can, I can uh, follow with that, with that reasoning. Um, two other non Auburn players um, that are, I guess one I would have loved to see a bigger night from was obviously Fletcher McGee Um like I said earlier, the all-time leading three-point shooter. Very disappointing night from him. Um, didn't ever get going from outside the arc. Um, did not make a single three. So that was disappointing. And there was another uh, guy named Taylor Persons. Yes. Um, number number 14. I love the way that guy played, played the game tonight. Um, he was scrapping for the ball, fighting for loose balls. He went down on the floor one time, I believe, with Mike Dom from South Dakota State <laughs> fighting for a loose ball. And even when the whistle was blown, he fought, fought the ball away afterwards. And I love, I just love that scrappiness. And um, I would, he was a four-year player at Ball State University. Um, but I would love to see him a part um, of the team next year um, for the 
non-Auburn players. That's a great point. I did thought Persons was a, a very good part of this team and, again, gave a shot in the arm at times in terms of his energy. He only scores four points on the night, but based on performance of this single game alone, I thought you could have interchanged uh, Deshaun Murray for Shahid Davis. You could have interchanged uh, persons for Fletcher McGee. All of them are great talents. Not saying anything. It's just based on tonight's performance. I think that if you were going to create a good starting five, this is who we can kind of retrospectively look back and say, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. There's a really bad joke there. Uh, and really say those are the ones that should have been the starters tonight. But let's round out that group of three Auburn players. My favorite player in quite some time that's played at Auburn, Agent Zero, or he wasn't Agent Zero tonight because he had a different number, 15, I think. Horace Spencer, very quiet night to start off. But again, as he has often done in the orange and blue, he found a way to make an impact when it really, well, I can't say it really counted because Auburn, we keep calling it Auburn, but War Tampa was really out of it. But at the end of the game, when they needed someone to kind of step up and maybe do something different, he was certainly doing that. Blocking shots, putting baskets back in there. He gets six points on the night. It was really great to see Horace Spencer back out there. Uh, I mean, yeah, blocking shots, getting rebounds. And, I mean, I, I think he led at least two fast breaks that I can mm-hmm. remember. I mean, I can't tell you – how nervous I was seeing Horace Spencer lead a fast break, <laughs> but I I know that he converted on at least one of them. Um, I can't remember what happened on the second one, but I was like, "What is this? the The world is actually coming to an end." Twenty twenty, Horace Spencer leading a fast break and converting on a layup. Did you have flashbacks to Simeon Bowers at point guard? Yes, okay. uh, that was. And that's another player that I would love to see out there next year on the team. And Simeon was Simeon was tweeting tonight, um, saying uh, how how it uh, what he his thoughts on the matter. I can't remember exactly what he said, um, but um, he was he was chiming his thoughts in as well. Um, so I would lo- love to see. Uh, he says. The key to winning is changing defenses the whole game. Yeah. And I really – I think he has a point. Um, that's obviously probably a, a Bruce Pearl input because I, th- I know Auburn, they change defense very often. Um, but I would love to see Simeon out there. I think Simeon has a great point there about changing defenses, and here's why. Not only just in a general game of basketball, but this gets into the other topic we wanted to touch on, something called the Elam ending. And this is the new rule that they adopted, and a lot of other uh, basketball associations are looking at maybe just taking a look at, at the very least, of where in the fourth quarter or whatever your setup is for the game, those last four minutes, the clock stops, and wherever the lead team is, you add eight points to it, and then whoever reaches that score, so let's just say the lead team tonight was at 60, whoever reached 68, beyond that four minute mark is the winner and they think it will speed up the game a little bit make it a little bit more interesting as opposed to the the chess match of fouling or not fouling. personally i love that chess match that's just part of the game for me i know it dry it drags on for some people but i thought you saw tonight with the elam ending in play that there still is the ability for it to drag on at times with trying to get those last couple shots if you are the team that is in the lead and that's what happened uh, for war tampa versus house of pain uh, House of Pain was at a 20-point lead. They only needed eight more to win the game. And, boy, they, they, they let 
a potentially deadly war Tampa team with Fletcher McGee, Bryce Brown there, um, stay in way too long. And had they knocked down a few more shots, that thing could have gotten very interesting very quickly. But what's your thoughts overall of the Elam ending? Um, I like it for, for a tournament like this. Um, that's, I mean, not really a formal tournament too much, but for actual like uh, high school, college, um, basketball, um, I'm not so much of a fan of it. I like the, I like the strategic chess match and fouling and free throw shooting uh, down the stretch. And I mean, that Elam rule would totally take away overtime. It would. And that's one of the best parts of basketball. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan um, of the Elam rule in um, established um, legitimate sports leagues like legitimate. the NCAA and high school basketball and the NBA. But for a fun tournament like this, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I think the basketball tournament folks will probably have some problems with that legitimate comment that you made because I feel like they feel they're very legitimate. But, hey, I get your point for the established – arenas the established associations whatever you want to throw into that it's probably be a big jump without seeing a lot more time with this being played and is it actually something that is much more of a benefit as to the traditional way of playing the game I I thought it was very fun to watch and to think about how this works and I think that goes back to what Simeon Bauer said the key is here is to not let a a team get a 20-point lead and be able to be at that mark by the four uh, more minute mark there because then you're kind of that's a really big uphill battle as we saw happen to war tampa tonight so i, I do think changing the defenses up consistently is what's really going to play into your favor in terms of trying to keep a lead from building and building until it's pretty much insurmountable at that point and that's what happened tonight and unfortunately war tampa's time in the tournament ends just as quickly as it began but we enjoyed the ride and uh, hopefully we'll be back again next year, maybe with the same team, same name. Maybe they're going to bring some more names in. So that's my next question to Chandler. He's touched on a lot of them tonight, but I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult for him. I'm assuming that you'd like to see Bryce Brown, uh, Deshaun Murray, and Horace Spencer remain on the team. Is that correct? That is correct. So based on this, we've got a 10-man roster we're looking in here on the box score right now. I want you to replace two players with Auburn players that are not currently on the team to be on the team next year well I mean I'm replacing one of the scrubs that did not play um <laughs> I don't know I I don't know the, the name that I would replace but I would replace with Jared Harper if he's not on, a, on <laughs> no, roster. no I was about to say we're, we're going to take Chuma and Jared off of this we're assuming they're going to well, be part of no, I mean, we're not we're not positive that Jared Harper will be on an NBA roster. He, I mean, he just made an NBA roster recently, so um, he may be a very valid participant. Well, for the uh, sake of this argument, I'm going to take Jared and Chuma off the table. So just to make it a little bit more difficult for you, so they are not eligible. Well, I wasn't going to choose Chuma, but I, okay, I will choose Javon McCormick. Um, because this team desperately needed a point guard, and I believe that Javon is the second best point guard during the uh, Bruce Pearl era. Um, Kareem Canty might have something to say to me about that, but um, Kareem Canty um, also only played one year, and he was not my favorite player. Um, So I would say Javon McCormick 
and I'm going to go out on a limb and say, um, I'm going to say Samir Dowdy. Samir uh, Dowdy. So you're going to bolster the guard position for uh, this War Tampa team. Yes, because I believe in modern day uh, basketball, um, especially college basketball, the guard, the guard position, um, point guard especially, and shooting guard is by far the most important positions um, for basketball. Because, I mean, you saw this past year with Auburn, Austin Wiley was a dominant beast, um, nearly averaging a double-double. But his impact uh, was not – I mean, it wasn't incredible um, because he does play center and he didn't really have the ability to shoot the three. Right. So I would either take like a stretch forward like Dangel Purifoy um, or two guards um, that could really impact the game. I would agree with you that the first decision in this scenario that we set up has to be a point guard of some sorts. Uh, the the go-to answer then would be if you can't have Jared Harper, because we all would want Jared Harper, but we're believing that he'll be on an NBA roster. The next go-to answer would be Javon McCormick. And as much as I like Javon, I think there's a better option out there. And I'm not talking about Kareem Canty. I'm talking about Malcolm Canada. I want Malcolm Canada back on the court with the Auburn Tigers to see what he could potentially do with uh, some of these other players that he didn't get to play with for a lot of time. But, you know, I know I think he and Bryce – uh, were there for us a minute together, Horace, maybe a minute together. But I, I would like to have Malcolm Canada as a point guard there. And if I had to go there, then I, I kind of like your explanation about a stretch three, something of that nature. But if I'm, I want to go Daniel Purifoy, but I'm going to go with my boy, Anthony Macklemore. You've got to take a versatile guy who can play big, but shoot the ball very well as well. Um, and, I just think that he would mesh well with the guys that are there that are already Horace Bryce. So those would be my two Malcolm Canada and Anthony McLemore. I'll give you one more honorable mention Auburn Tiger to add to this team. Um, well, I mean, obviously I'm going to choose Rob. (laughs) No, seriously, (laughs) seriously, (laughs) Rob, if you're listening to this, we love you, man, but seriously, who are you picking? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would guess I would either, I would have to go Austin Wiley uh-huh. um, just to have the physical presence on the inside. That's a good one. Um, good. But I'm going to have to take away your Anthony McLemore pick, unfortunately, uh-huh. um, because unfortunately, I mean, I would love Anthony to play on the team, but he is going to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Yes, he is. So, um, so that pick is going to be ineligible. But probably. this was just what ifs, you know, this, I, I okay, fine. I, I'll trade it for Dan and have the stretch three there. Uh, that's a fine swap. So my honorable mention would be, I, I, I can't believe I'm not going to take Austin, but I'm going to go way back. Somebody who deserved to be in the error of the final four Auburn program. And that is KT, KT, KT Carell, man. The boy deserved to be on that Final Four team so much. Could you imagine him alongside Bryce Brown, Jared Harper, Austin Wiley, Horace, all of, all of them together? Like that would have been – his addition to that would have been incredible. So if we can somehow get KT Harrell as part of this team, I will lose my ever-loving mind. So it's – yeah, I really want to I see think, him again. I think that's a, a great pick. Um, and, yes, I would have – I mean, because KT 
he really laid the foundation for where Auburn basketball is today. So um, I totally, um, I would totally have to agree with that pick. I I have no complaints with that pick at all. And there are a lot of other options out there. So War Tampa, if you're listening, uh, obviously we hope you keep the War Tampa uh thing if you want to keep auburn fans in line with us you keep the auburn theme there let's bring some more auburn talent we've given you some great options and uh we'd love to see that relationship continue to build and hopefully make it past the first round next year um uh, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens it was a nice taste of sports it was a nice taste of some type of auburn basketball again and we got to talk about that as we wait to see what's going to happen with the rest of uh, college athletics during the coronavirus uh pandemic so we'll wait and talk more about that later chandler thank you so much for joining me tonight on inside the jungle i appreciate you being willing to come and spend some of your time away from the mirror talking to me tonight yes it's uh it's been fun i've enjoyed it and if you're listening um war tampa let's do away with coach bianchi let's get a real coach in there um (laughs) but um just i'm sorry i had to get that in sorry but um (laughs) By the way, in case uh, that Coach Bianchi or someone else wants to come after you for that, where can they find you on social media? Oh, they can find me at cfullman30, C-F-U-L-L-M-A-N-3-0. Um, it would not be the first Twitter attack I've had, and, and I'm sure it won't be the last. I would so. feel bad for you if you didn't instigate it so much. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do instigate a lot of things, so um, I... I mean, I kind of am at fault many times. I will, well, I will admit. Well, if you want to come after Chandler, that's where you can find him. If you want to find me and contact me about our takes here tonight, you can do so on Twitter at TigerEye24. Thank you for listening tonight. And until we talk to you again, War Eagle and War Tampa. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?